Holy Father in heaven, once again, we are one. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the privilege of life. And we present ourselves to you to be consecrated to your service. We ask, Father, grant us the gift of your Holy Spirit, that through your Spirit we shall rightly divide the word of truth. As your word has said, spiritual things are spiritually discerned. As we compare scripture with scripture, open our minds and grant us the presence of your holy angels also, bringing to our minds the truths you want us to learn, and strongly in our impressing on our hearts our duty. Put your words in my mouth, dear Lord, that the words spoken shall be words of life and truth, which shall bless every one of us, that we may be conformed to the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, March 28 The Song of Moses and the Lamb The Lord is my strength and song, and He has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise Him, my Father's God, and I will exalt Him. Exodus chapter 15 verse 2 From the most terrible peril, one night had brought complete deliverance. That vast helpless throng, bond men unused to battle, women, children and cattle, with the sea before them and the mighty armies of Egypt pressing behind, had seen their path opened through the waters and their enemies overwhelmed in the moment of expected triumph. Jehovah alone had brought them deliverance, and to him their hearts were turned in gratitude and faith. Their emotion found utterance in songs of praise. The Spirit of God rested upon Moses and he led the people in a triumphant anthem of thanksgiving, the earliest and one of the most sublime that are known to man. That song does not belong to the Jewish people alone. It points forward to the destruction of all the foes of righteousness and the final victory of the Israel of God. The prophet of Patmos beholds the white-robed multitude that have gotten the victory standing on the sea of glass mingled with fire, having the harps of God, and they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Revelation 15 verse 2 and 3. In freeing our souls from the bondage of sin, God has wrought for us a deliverance greater than that of the Hebrews at the Red Sea. Like the Hebrew host, we should praise the Lord with heart and soul and voice for his wonderful works to the children of men. Those who dwell upon God's great mercies and are not unmindful of his lesser gifts will put on the girdle of gladness and make melody in their hearts to the Lord. The daily blessings that we receive from the hand of God and above all else, the death of Jesus to bring happiness and heaven within our reach should be a theme for constant gratitude. All the inhabitants of heaven unite in praising God. Let us learn the song of the angels now that we may sing it when we join their shining ranks. Amen.
The title of our devotion for today is The Song of Moses. As we have seen the Hebrew deliverance, how God led them with a mighty hand, we come to the final part of this deliverance where the Lord destroyed their enemies and the result of thanksgiving to God. We see in this story a prophecy of future deliverance from a world of sin. But we also see in this story a present thanksgiving that we give to God for the deliverance from our own sins. The Lord sent Moses to Egypt telling Pharaoh, let my people go. And with a mighty hand, the Lord delivered his children. And we see the final part of this battle now as we read the book of Exodus chapter 14, reading from verse 21. It says, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them into the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's hosts, Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians and took off their chariot wheels that they drave them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared and the Egyptians fled against it and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea and the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them there remained not so much as one of them but the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Amen. As we see this, it is likened to the final deliverance that the Lord is going to give to his people toward. Another lesson it teaches us is the way that God is going to deliver his children in the last days from the earth with a mighty hand at the end of time. As in, as the, as in the deliverance of Israel, the Bible prophesied that there will be a great time of trouble where God's people will be afflicted. The hardship will go sore and life will be difficult for God's people. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelation 13 that there is going to be an, an issue of worship. 
you are told that people will not be able to buy or sell they will feel the pinching want and a lack that they have never felt before sanctions mandates and decrees will be placed on them to make life difficult but what was the great point of test between pharaoh and god it was the request made by god that he wanted his people to worship him to serve him and what was the request let them rest sabbath was the issue he told them let them rest and that rest there is shabbat but moses um, pharaoh said you are allowing the people to rest i will not allow them to rest so the issue of worship was the problem remember god had already even said it by himself that the children of israel will serve egypt now he said let them come and serve me so the issue of worship was what was going on and in the last days there's going to be another issue of worship centered on the issue of the sabbath the sabbath commandment will once again be the reason why many will be persecuted in the last days the world will be arrayed against commandment keepers once again and they will be punished for choosing to worship god especially for choosing to do it exactly how he has said in the ten commandments in the fourth commandment you see this sabbath rest is a sign as we read a sign of the deliverance from the slavery to sin that we saw in deuteronomy 5 verse 14 and 15. so the children of god are going to be marked today by that same sign of deliverance from the world to show that you are not from the world the lord gave us this rest of the sabbath and also the rest of his commandments so god's people in these last days are going to be signified by this issue deuteronomy 5 verse 14 and 15 god pinpointed it and told us this is the sign that shows you are free from egypt the sabbath and we read it again in ezekiel 20 verse 12 moreover also i gave them my sabbaths to be a sign between me and them that they might know that i am the lord that sanctify them this was still the same words deuteronomy 5 verse 12 keep the sabbath day to sanctify it as the lord god has commanded you and then verse 15 he says and remember that thou was a servant in the land of egypt and that the lord thy god brought thee out from thence through a mighty hand and a stretched out arm therefore the lord commanded thee to keep the sabbath day so the sabbath is a sign of deliverance from sin and in the last days god's people are going to keep his commandments as we have seen in um revelation 14 reading from verse 12 god's people are signified as those that keep the commandments of god but there are going to be two threats once again who will you serve the book of revelation 13 tells us of a power which represents the world that is going to want to force people to serve them to worship them by disobeying god's commandments and a threat will be given that anyone who does not comply will be sanctioned and there will be mandates placed on them they will not be able to buy or sell some will even be killed it's going to be a terrible ordeal for them reading from last day events page 256 paragraph 1 we are told the remnant church will be brought into great trial and distress those who keep the commandments of god and the faith of jesus will feel the ire of the dragon and his hosts satan numbers the world as his subjects he has gained control of the apostate churches but here is a little company that are resisting his supremacy if he could blot them out of the earth his triumph would be complete as he influenced the hidden nations to destroy israel so in the near future he will stir up the wicked wicked powers of earth to destroy the people of god going on he says the power of earth the powers of earth uniting to war against the commandments of the god will decree 
that all both small and great rich and poor free and bond that's revelation 13 verse 16 shall conform to the customs of the church so in case you are trying to understand what is this mark of the beast just understand it first of all conforming to the customs of the church that are not in harmony with the word of god shall conform to the customs of the church by the observance of the false sabbath all who refuse compliance will be visited with civil penalties and it will finally be declared that they are deserving of death. I want to pause here to say something. I know that there are many people who understand this yet are promoting sanctions. Those sanctions you are promoting are coming for you very soon. If you think that people because they do not agree with you, therefore the government should punish them because of their ideas. Oh my! You are just having the spirit of the dragon too. No matter what you think it is, people have their right to believe what they want to believe. And if someone says, this is what I believe and I, this is how I want to live, they are supposed to be allowed to express their views. And if you think that they should be silenced, oh my, this is the spirit of the dragon that you have in you and you should repent of it. But if you don't repent, one day somebody will be in power who will not agree with you also. And that thing you supported is going to come for you. So you better don't have that mindset and fight for liberty of conscience rather than thinking that people should be restricted because they don't believe as you do. Okay, that, What we read before was from Great Controversy, page 604. You can also find it in Last Day Events, page 257, paragraph 5. Great Controversy, page 604 or Last Day Events, page 257, paragraph 5. And then continuing... In Prophets and Kings, page 512, he says, Especially will the wrath of man be aroused against those who hallow the Sabbath of the fourth commandment, and at, a last, at last a universal decree will denounce these as deserving of death. Now, in Great Controversy, page 626, we are told, As the decree issued by the various rulers of Christendom against commandment keepers shall withdraw the protection of government and abandon them to those who desire their destruction, the people of God will flee from the cities and villages and associate together in companies dwelling in the most desolate and solitary places. Many will find refuge in the strongholds of the mountains. But many of all nations and of all classes, high and low, rich and poor, black and white, will be cast into the most unjust and cruel bondage. The beloved of God pass weary days, bound in chains, shot in prison bars, sentenced to be slain, some apparently left to die of starvation in dark and loathsome dungeons. Wow. End of quote. This is what we are going to pass through in the near future. And it represents the same bondage that the children of Israel was in. Not sin now, but just referring to the persecution they passed through. And just as God came to deliver them with a mighty hand, he will do it again. But at this time when they are passing through this trouble, it's going, it is going to be really sore for the children of God. You see, but at, at the time of greatest extremity, the Lord will come to deliver his people with a mighty hand. Daniel 12 verse 1 says this, And at that time shall Michael stand up, that the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to this, that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered. Every one that shall be found written in the book, the deliverance will be wrought by the last, seven last plagues. Remember what we saw. God's people, Revelation 13, 
they are going to be persecuted. But God also said in Revelation 14, reading from verse 9 downwards, He also gave His strength that whoever will not follow His own ways and will follow the beasts, receive His mark, that they all are also going to receive the wrath of God. And what is this wrath of God? Revelation 15 verse 1. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled the wrath of God. And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints, who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name, for thou art holy. Thou only art holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. And after that I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts gathered with girdles. Revelation 16 verse 1 now tells us, And I heard a great voice out of the temple, saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. Through these plagues, the Lord delivers his people. Now, we have a work to do. We must work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And we are preparing for that time when the people of God will be put into such great distress. But we must remember that the Lord will also deliver from the time of trouble as he delivered the children of Israel from Egypt. And the destruction that will be wrought by God that day will be a selective one. Like we saw in what happened to the children of Egypt. Their firstborn died, even to the cattle. But none of the firstborn of the children of Israel died, and not even their animals firstborn died. So also, in that time, Psalm 91, where we read about what the Lord is going to do for those who trust in the Lord. And the reason I'm going through all of this is to encourage us. Perhaps you are part of those who are trusting in the Lord. You are keeping the commandments of God and because of that you are kept in bondage, being persecuted by the world. You cannot have the world's goods. The world is prospering. They are all going and enjoying. But you are suffering because you are keeping God's commandments. You are as it were in a bondage as the children of Israel were in bondage to Egypt. You are being persecuted. Your work is increasing but yet no, nothing to show for it because you are doing the will of God. Hold on, the Lord will deliver persevere give it some time there were many who in the land of uh, the children of israel who died they did not see the day when the lord delivered them from egypt 400 years they were there they were born into the slavery and died inside that slavery some of us may not live to see the second coming of jesus but yet jesus promises us that if we are faithful he would resurrect us and we will be with him in his kingdom and for those who will be there the lord is saying to us in psalms 91 reading from verse 1 he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty i will say of the lord he is my refuge and my fortress in him will i trust surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and buckler 
thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flyeth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. That's what's happening for the children of Israel. Thousands were falling at thy side, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. You see, you see, brothers and sisters, we can take courage and rest assured that as the deliverance of Israel from Egypt was sure, so also will be our deliverance from sin and our deliverance from this evil world. Your persecution is not going to last forever. Your bondage, your hardship, your poverty, your pain is not going to last forever. That is the pain and poverty you are getting on account of your faithfulness to God, on account of your fidelity to God. If you are suffering because you are a child of God, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord and he will deliver you with an outstretched arm. Let us hold fast our confidence and not give up. Israel endured for 400 years of hardship. Some like Amram and Jochebed were born in that slavery and died in that bondage and hardship. But even though they were not delivered from the evil world, they surely were delivered from sin. And they did their part in raising those children, Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. They did their part. They didn't live to see the coming of the deliverer. We may also die and not live to see that day, but we are not to give up, but to hold fast our confidence. You don't give up because of the pinching wants and hardships that we have to pass through while keeping the faith. The Lord will come at his appointed time as he came for the children of Israel. And at the end of this whole situation, God's people will be delivered. Then it will be that they will sing that song that we read in Revelation 15 from verse 1 and 2. It says, And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues. For in them is filled up the wrath of God. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, O Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee. For thy judgments are made manifest. Amen. I look forward to being among those. And I pray that you also will be among those who will sing this song at the final deliverance. And we read, this song does not belong to the Jewish people alone. It points forward to the destruction of all the foes of righteousness and the final victory of the Israel of God. And we are told, in freeing our souls from bondage, from the bondage of sin, God has wrought for us a deliverance greater than that of the Hebrews at the Red Sea. Like the Hebrew hosts, we should praise the Lord with heart and soul and voice for his wonderful works to the children of men. To those who dwell upon the great mercies and are not unmindful of his lesser gifts will put on the girdle of gladness and make melody in their hearts to the Lord. So today, we can give thanks to God. We can glorify his name for his mighty deliverance that he has wrought out for us 
in delivering us from our sins, from our habits. And you don't need to be wait to be delivered from everything until you are perfect. But we can sing today. We, there are many things around us that if we look at them, we will just be complaining. But if we look at the good things that the Lord is doing for us and how far we have come and advanced in our Christian journey, we have a lot to thank God for. And we can join Moses in singing that song in the book of Exodus chapter 15. There, Moses it sang, he, in verse 11, he sang, Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou stretchest out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy has led forth the people which thou hast redeemed, and thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestina. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed, the mighty men of Moab, trembling shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of thine arm, they shall be as still as a stone, till thy people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over, which thou hast purchased. Thou shalt bring them in, and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariots and with his horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. Amen. This song is not just for the Jews like we read. We can sing it today. We can rejoice in the Lord and not complain alone, complaining about the things that are disagreeable. There's so much to thank God for in our lives. Even if you began your journey and you're not where you expect that you should be, we can thank God for the victories that we have gotten in the past and develop on them and get greater victories in the future. I look forward to being among those who will sing the song of Moses and of the Lamb, who will be delivered from this world, both from sin and from the evils of this world. But we must today be among those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus if we must sing this song. The manner of deliverance which the Lord did for his people is still an example for us today. Just as the pillar of cloud and fire was a light to God's people, it was that same pillar of cloud and fire that was a destruction to the people of Egypt. And with us today, we can also see that those things which the world may want to use against us will be the very things that will even destroy them. The presence of the Lord that is going to be a welcoming, comforting experience for the people of God will be something that will be a, a matter of wailing and weeping for the people of the world. We read in the book of Second Thessalonians, reading Second Thessalonians chapter chapter two, from verse eight it says, And then shall that wicked be revealed, 
whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. So what is going to destroy the wicked? It says the brightness of the Lord's coming. But this brightness that destroys the wicked is a brightness that, that is welcoming for the saints. And we look forward to that time when we shall behold the brightness of the Lord. The Lord asks who shall be able to stand? Only those that have clean hands. And then, when, we are stand, when, when the righteous is standing, the wicked will be perishing. And then they will sing the song of the Lamb and the song of Moses. May we learn that song today is my prayer because we learn it by experiencing the victory that the Lord gives us. We are told all the inhabitants of heaven unite in praising God. Let us learn the song of the angels now that we may sing it when we join their shining ranks. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we look forward to that day when we also shall be delivered. Today, we pray. Whatever struggles we are having, Lord, we look forward to singing this song so that, that you may wrought a deliverance in our own lives. Please, Lord, we have struggles in our lives and we know that we can give thanks to you when we ourselves are delivered from our life of sin. Lord, meet us at the point of our needs and pray. Deliver us from Egypt. Take us away and help us never to go back and that we may also join in singing that song say Lord we thank you now Lord we already want to thank you for many of us you have already delivered you have helped us in our journey you've made us to make changes in our lives that we thought we could never do with an outstretched arm you have blessed us we thank you Lord we pray Lord that you will teach us that song that we may give glory to your name thank you Lord for hearing our prayers we look forward to singing this song over and over again as we bring us more and more into the image of Jesus as we shed off more sins in our lives thank you Lord for hearing and watching our prayers in Jesus name I've prayed Amen